Hey, we've got an exciting day today with an exciting speaker who's going to come up in a moment. But let me just kind of preface that and just tell you a bit about what we're doing. So we, um, I spoke last week and, and kind of kicked off a little mini-series for us, uh, just around the whole area of giving. Uh, giving financially is a part of our worship. It's something that we love to do, something we love to talk about here at St. Paul's. If you've been tracking with us for a while, you'll know that one of the things that we don't do is we don't take up an offering. We don't kind of take up a cash collection uh, during our services um, and part of the reason for that is that uh, is actually we really want people to be able to go away and think really carefully about how they want to give into the life of the church how they want to give as a part of their worship uh, so that's one of the reasons why we don't take up an offering the service we do have an area where people can give on a Sunday if they want uh, but one of the things that we do is take a couple of times throughout the year just to look at what it is we think about giving, what it is we think about how we are to be generous as we reflect our generous God. And so we're, we're doing that uh, just over the next couple of weeks. Uh, and there's going to be an opportunity uh, for us to, to, to give a, a special offering today, if, if we would like to do that. Um, but I'll talk to you a little bit more about that later. But first of all, I'm really excited. We have our amazing treasurer, Timmy in the house who is going to come and speak to us. So Timmy is an entrepreneur. He is kind of like a media marketing genius. Uh, he is a mentor. He is a diamond trader. Uh, he is everything you could want in a treasurer. And we are so blessed to have him on team as a part of the governance of this church. So can we just pray uh, for Timmy together as he comes and speaks to us today? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this man uh, and we thank you for all that you have uh, done in his life, all that you are doing through his life. We thank you for the wisdom that he brings to our governance team here at this church. And, uh, and Lord, as we just take a few moments to uh, just to reflect on your word and to think about uh, our own giving today, uh, Lord, pray that you would uh, speak through to me and shape each of us so that we look a little bit more like you, Jesus, when we leave this place than when we came in. Amen. Thank you, Phil. It's quite a bigging up. You might think I wrote that myself, but I honestly didn't. Uh, hello, Shadwell. Oh, I have to do that every time I'm up here because I realized the other week that there was a time. Does anyone know the American singer Usher? You're my man. Yeah. So there was a point where I thought I might actually end up being the British version of Usher, like, singing on stage. Obviously hasn't happened. I've realized my calling is more backing vocals. So we stick to that, but, uh, but there you go. Uh, my name's Timmy, and I live just down the highway and through the Limehouse Link uh, in Blackwall with my wife, Ife. Uh, we've been married for four years, nine months, and three weeks today. Yeah. She's not even here to appreciate that. I mean, come on. She'll be in at six, so I have to repeat that one. Hopefully she realizes just how much I remember. Um, and, we, and we recently actually did the marriage course here at SPS. It was a brilliant time, uh, thanks to the guys that were leading it as well. If you haven't done the marriage course, I would definitely recommend it. It just reminded us how important it is to, to take every week as, as an important part of our marriage. Um, and towards the end of last year, after a good few years at SPS, uh, Phil invited me to join the PCC with a few other people, which was amazing, um, and then went on to become treasurer as well. Um, <laughs> what didn't make it into Phil's this is that I'm not an accountant. 
but I, I do like spreadsheets and overseeing numbers. Um, so we have an amazing system of governments in, in our church finances now, which is working really, really well. And I just help to oversee that. So, so yeah, it's been a real blessing to be part of the team in that way. And so as a result, it was um, Phil's idea that was part of my role. I come up and give you a little talk on giving uh, and how we can give really from the heart uh, and in response to God's word and in response to wanting to give back to God. And I have to say, he took most of my key points last week when he opened the series on, uh, on generosity. And I was, I was kind of busy scribbling down notes about, you know, how we need to love, give, live, uh, how everything has to be based on God being love. God is love. And so loved the world that he acted. You know, he went beyond just the feeling of love and he went into the action of, of doing as a result of his love and gave his only son to die uh, for us. Uh, you know, he talked about how we're all Jennies from the block, Used to have a little. Wow, that was good. I wasn't sure where that would land, but yeah, yeah. Good knowledge, good knowledge. Need to listen to more gospel music now. Switch up. But we also reminded that we can't ever outgive God. You know, He is such a great Father. He is such an all-encompassing God. And, and while scribbling all these notes, I suddenly realized, that, gosh, I'm going to have to come up with something fresh for next week. So thanks for the challenge, Phil. Uh, but that J-Lo reference really did stay with me. But my first point this morning is to reassure you that this talk and giving in general is not all about money. You know, I can hear you breathe a collective sigh of relief because I know, as a, especially the Church of England, we don't like to talk about money very much. It is a slightly awkward topic. Um, but I believe our Heavenly Father expects generosity in all forms from us. Uh, and whether that's, you know, serving his purpose and showing generosity, especially to people within and outside of the walls, in, uh, which is probably even, the walls of this church, rather, which is probably even more important. From my own experience, I can tell you that God will take care of you and will support you in return, uh, but not always how you expect it. To give you a little example, I recently felt challenged uh, to be more generous with my time, and so signed up to be a mentor. Uh, So I mentor a 16-year-old, Daniela, who lives in Lewisham, southeast London, and we we were connected because she wants to go down a similar path to me. She wants to do marketing, uh, but she wasn't sure how to get into that world. Um, And I started my career at L'Oreal, So I know a lot about selling shampoo and mascara, which I don't use myself at all. Relevance, I don't know. Um, But I was able to really start guiding her in, you know, how to get work experience and how to understand more about the world of marketing. And it doesn't take a huge amount of my time, a couple of hours a month maybe. uh, But I've been amazed at how God has used that path and that experience to end up giving back to me as well. You know, just going through the process of teaching Daniela about the basics of marketing, product life cycles and and social media and, and different principles, you know, it's actually reminded me of how I can apply that to my business or apply that to my work. Uh, it's been fascinating that just trying to go out and give has given back to me in such a profound way that I really didn't expect. And that's not to say that uh, we should give in order to receive back from God. Uh, but I'm a big believer that by giving of ourselves, uh, because he has asked this of us, uh, it shows that God that we love him. We love his world and we want to respond in kind. Matthew 6, 31 
You know, real passage for me today. Uh, so do not worry saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But instead, seek first his kingdom and righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Why? Because we can never outgive God. Seek first his kingdom. Giving is part of kingdom living, essentially. Uh, This is, of course, grounded in the Bible, such an amazing guide to all aspects of life. And financial giving is biblical. Anyone recognize the concept of first fruits? Yeah. So first fruits, if you really take it back, this was a ritual of farmers often tying off a portion of their field you know, often the best part of their field as well after the harvest. Um, and they intended to then give those first fruits back to God as a thank you for protecting their crops, for, you know, preventing plagues, for preventing animals even from coming to eat all of their lovely produce. Um, and, and our giving is really worship, just as singing and, and going with the band is worship. Like lifting up our voices in praise, uh, Moses instructed the Israelites to bring up their first fruits. I think in Exodus 34, he talks about bringing the best of the first fruits of your soil to the house of the Lord. And nowadays, this is the house of the Lord. So let's, let's bring all that we can to God. And it also reminds me of um, an African tradition that comes from the phrase that, you know, it takes a village to raise a child, which might not actually be African, but I've only ever known it in the African context. Uh, it takes a village to raise a child. So when that child has grown up, uh, one of the things that they get encouraged to do, and I've, I've had to do this, is from their first job, when they get a job, their first paycheck, you fill up a load of uh, envelopes with just a little bit of money, even if it's a couple of pounds or fiver or tenner, and you give those envelopes back to all the uncles and aunts, the, the, the significant members of your family, the people in your community who essentially helped raise you um, to really show them that you're grateful and it's a real thank you. And it has to be the first fruits. Don't make the mistake I made. There were a couple of people, it was a third or fourth paycheck when I remembered to give them this envelope. And they really weren't impressed, maybe because it was tradition. Uh, But they really appreciated the importance of it being first fruits, because it showed that you were willing to give of what you had, even if it wasn't a huge amount to say thank you. And I think God appreciates our giving in just the same way. You know, as sacrificial as this thought of first fruits might be, um, in God's word, it does still come with a promise. In Hebrew, first fruits is translated as, um, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but bikurim. Is it bikurim? Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure Phil knows if I'm saying this right. We're going to go with bikurim. And Bikram literally means promise to come. And it's as if God is taking what we are giving and storing it up like the juiciest high-interest savings account. Think of this as like a heavenly ISA, right? Uh, he's storing it all up so that when we really need it, he's going to pour out blessings uh, at the right time. You know, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be given unto you as well. So I have to, at this point, give you a bit of a disclaimer. I'm not preaching a prosperity gospel. Um, you know, some of those preachers who come up and say, Oh, I can feel in the congregation today there are 10 people 
who are going to give 500 pounds each. Yeah? That's not what this is about at all, as, as fun as that might be in church. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's not that you're going to give and this miraculous wad of cash falls through the post box and all your financial tra- troubles are sorted in one go. That, that is not what God's talking about here. Uh, he's really encouraging us to give uh, because he knows that the bickering, the promise to come, uh, that you diligently set aside to honor him with, uh, will be there for you and he will provide when you need it and as you need it as well. He'll provide the people, the friend to help you out. You know, he'll open the door to that job when you least expect it or thought that there was no way to go forward. When you're really, really stuck in a tight spot. Uh, I, I remember a friend telling me about um, a bit of tax trouble, of HMRC problems, and they had paid late or they were going to be paying their, their tax burden late. And it was really ironic that what actually saved them was when speaking to their accountant and trying to find any possible loop or any way to, to have their tax burden kind of softened and helped, it was their giving at church that ended up doing them a favor. I can see some heads nodding. We've got some HMRC specialists in, in the congregation. So, so apparently, if you gift aid in church, which I'll explain later, if you gift aid, this can all um, add to your tax-free allowance. And so this, this friend of mine found that when he totaled up all that he'd been giving over the tax year, it not only cancelled out the penalties that he was worried about getting, it actually turned his tax receipt into a tax refund, which was amazing. Um, not encouraging you to give your taxes late, you know, give unto Caesar, and all that. But it, it was fascinating that literally God had been storing up this heavenly ISA um, to give back when the time was right. Uh, and when it was really needed. Proverbs 3 talks about honoring the Lord with your substance, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Imagine having so much wine that it is overflowing onto the floor. Yeah, amazing. Okay, so how do we give? How much should we give? Uh, in what way should we give? You know, these are all questions that, that should be answered in your own heart and, and according to what you feel and how God is speaking to you. Uh, but I like how Phil has put it in the past. Uh, he talks about uh, three Ps. Priority, percentage, uh, and progressive as well. He loves alliteration, doesn't Phil? It's great. Uh, it's a, it's a, I think it's a Bible college technique. They all, they all learn it together. You would make great salesmen, you know. Really good. <laughs> so priority, do your giving first. My wife and I uh, talked about this recently on our little YouTube channel, Timmy and Ife, T-I-M-I, Ife, I-F-E. <laughs> like, comment, share, subscribe. Thank you. Uh, we talked about this because people were asking us, you know, how do you get on the property ladder? What do you need to do? What are your first steps? Uh, and we really shared this principle of tithe, save, spend. And that, that's really how we operate our, our finances at home. We tithe first, then we save, and then what's ever left over, according to the budget, you know, you do need to plan and figure out how much you can spend and what you need to spend on. Uh, there are obviously bills to pay. But, but where tithing comes first and the saving second, uh, we really feel that your finances just get set up in such a, a structured and, and progressive way that, that God takes care of you. You know, it's really a principle of first fruits. 
And the actual principle of tithing specifically is based on, on a tenth or 10%, um, which makes sense with the second P, which is percentage. Uh, some are able to and do give more than 10%, which is fantastic. I'm not quite there myself. Uh, but that's the progressive part of giving, you know, to aim to go even beyond, to aim to give as much as possible to the church and, and to those around us. So definitely think of that principle being progressive. And the principle of tithing and, and the percentage you know, goes all the way back to Genesis and Moses and, and Numbers. I think in Numbers 18, um, the Lord says to Moses that what he receives from the Israelites as inheritance, you must present a tenth of that tithe as the Lord's offering. You know, all the way back then, this principle was already in existence. And I think in God's wisdom, he knew that we would benefit from having a structured amount, you know, a real target amount to work towards. It's really easy to find a way to wriggle out when we don't know exactly what we should be aiming for. But a tenth, a tithe, a 10% is a nice, simple structure to follow. You know, the gospel is a really simple structure to follow. You know, uh, we fall short of what God expects of us. He sent his son to die and open up a new path for us to reconnect with him. And we simply need to repent and ask his forgiveness and then live according to his word to make it all complete. You know, a really, really simple setup. And it's, you know, the living according to his word is gratitude. And that's a, another really important part of this. Gratitude leads us to give out of love. Uh, as part of our discipleship, as part of our worship, a heartfelt response that comes from uh, seeking God and his righteousness. Being grateful is a very natural motivator for giving. Uh, and one of several others that can trigger a response of giving, compassion often drives uh, people's generosity. I was amazed to hear that this year, I think it was 63 million pounds was raised as part of Comic Relief and Red Nose Day. You know, as a society, we're actually really generous, 63 million pounds. Uh, but a lot of that would have been driven by, you know, the pictures that people see of poverty-stricken parts of the world that need our help, that need our support, that those, those pictures that trigger that emotion of compassion often drive us to give in a different way. Even here at SPS, we work each winter to support uh, the work of homelessness charities in the area through our giving. Volunteers give their time to help at the night shelter. If you've never done it, it is a brilliant experience. You know, the stories that you hear from people who live literally on the streets of London uh, are just fascinating. And they're all there in different ways and for different reasons, um, which, which you honestly wouldn't and I didn't appreciate and fully understand until spending time face-to-face -face with them. So if you do get the chance this winter, definitely think about it. I know it's hard to think about winter when we're just hoping for summer to break, for goodness sake. But, but do, do feel challenged about the night shelter. You can also donate clothes. You can donate in cash. You can make donations. Uh, but those amazing demonstrations of love really do help uh, show our gratitude and show how much we want to reach out to the community around us as well. And then also hearing about a specific vision of the church is often a great driver for giving. Um, this is one of our kind of vision Sundays, and there will be a vision offering afterwards. But if you think about our vision as, as SPS, you know, it's very much about making disciples, transforming communities, planting churches. Uh, what a bold vision to have. I mean, if you look even just at, at planting churches, that takes a huge amount of resource, you know, in terms of people, 
terms of finding a venue, in terms of maybe needing to renovate that venue, renovate the church space that we're going into. Uh, so that can often be a driver for us to give even beyond what we normally would. Uh, so definitely take that into account. You know, knowing that it is furthering the kingdom and expanding our vision has often triggered additional giving. And here at SPS, we do try to make it nice and easy to give. You can do it online, 21st century and all that. Uh, standing order is a great way. It you know, takes it even out of needing to be uh, an action that you consciously think about. It will, it will happen automatically at the start of each month, you know, keeping with first fruits. Uh, I like to give um, in person. Uh, so lots of millennials out there today, you know, maybe a few more at 6 p.m., a lot of millennials in our congregation. At the back, uh, at the giving stand, we have a, a card reader, so you can just tap, tap, tithe and all taken care of at the start of each month. You know, I actually come from an old, uh, slightly more old school Church of England church where we still used to put our tithes into the little envelopes. I know we still, we used to have, do we have them anymore? Oh, we do. Oh, brilliant, great. I used to write a check each month into that envelope and know that I was giving my first fruits. And so giving physically can be a really interesting way to feel that connection uh, with your giving and feel that connection with God as well. But if you have any questions or you're not sure, do visit sps.church forward slash give. And there's loads of information there for you on that. As treasurer at this point, I'd definitely like to mention those envelopes because they do help us to gift aid anything that you give to the church. And gift aid is fascinating. You know, the government itself recognizes that uh, churches and other charitable organizations are doing great work and they want to make sure that we can maximize the income we get from people's giving. So with gift aid, we actually get 25p on every pound that is given back to the church, uh, which is an amazing boost for our finances. I've seen it in the spreadsheet. Gift aid is a very important line in, in our church finances. So please do gift aid whenever you can. And we have a new way for you to give without even thinking about it. Okay, who's got a smartphone on them? Who's got a phone on them? So if you could go to your internet browser, whether it's Safari or Chrome, um, I've got a website I'd like you to visit whilst we're all together because this is going to change your giving life. Um, if you could all go to smile.amazon.co.uk. Some of you might have heard of this before. Who likes online shopping? Okay, maybe not likes. Who does online shopping? <laughs> Quite a few. Great. Who shops on Amazon? Great. Well, now, while shopping on Amazon, you can actually give back to the church. So if you go to smile.amazon.co.uk, uh, you might need to log into your Amazon account, but hopefully you can get in nice and quickly. And then there will be a bar there where you can search for a charitable organization to link your Amazon account to. Um, so if you type in St. Paul's Shadwell, don't forget the apostrophe, I'm a stickler for grammar and punctuation. I'm that person on the WhatsApp group who corrects people's grammar. I'm like, come on, guys, just do it right. Uh, St. Paul's Shadwell, and it should come up. It has a very funny name. It's something like St. Paul's Parochial uh, Church Council. There you go. If you tap on St. Paul's and link it to your Amazon account, every time you shop on Amazon, most products, not everything, but most products are linked to smile.amazon.co.uk. Uh, and we there get 0.5% of your purchases back in charitable giving to the church. So it's amazing. You can do your usual shop on Amazon, uh, and it will actually trigger back another donation uh, to SPS. So please do bookmark that, 
And rather than go to Amazon.co.uk, go to smile.amazon.co.uk. Now, to finish, I do want to emphasize that this isn't all about the money, the money, the money. Our attitude of giving and generosity is actually most important. You know, humility is important. That's how we truly act on the first fruits principle without hesitation. We recognize that it's, it's not even truly ours. It's, it's been given to us. And even our time has been given to us. You know, in Matthew, it talks about uh, giving to the needy. When giving to the needy, don't let your left hand even know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Uh, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And obedience to God is massively important. You know, in my own life, especially when it comes to things of faith, I'm pretty much considering everything from a place of yes these days. So someone asks me about something, or asks me to help them with something, or invites me somewhere, or asks me to help, uh, I, I will usually start by saying yes, uh, unless I hear God saying no. And, and that's actually really important, to be in such a relationship with God that you can hear him saying no, because otherwise you end up saying yes to everything. You know, even like, I don't know, buying tickets to go and watch Spurs play or something. Which, I mean, who wants to spend money on Tottenham Hotspur? It's ridiculous. Uh, so, you, so you really need to be listening to God. So he's like, I can see the daggers from the Spurs fans now. You really need to be listening to God so that you're, you're not going in the wrong direction. But being open to giving and generosity and God's will is amazing because it really opens you up to his plan and purpose for your life. And my dad is actually probably my favorite example of this. So a quick story to finish. Um, he met my mum at medical school in Lagos, Nigeria, West Africa. Uh, now, he claims they met in the library. I think that's just his way of trying to get me to read more. But uh, no, I'm not going to meet a girl in the library. It's not going to happen, mate. Uh, you can make your mind up. Anyway, they graduated and started working as medical doctors on a nice path to you know, living a comfortable life together with all of life's trappings. You know, they're very much middle class. I remember my dad telling me that uh, one of the reasons he even ever got permission to marry my mum was that he found out that their dads had been at the same tennis club in the 60s. I mean, who's in a tennis club? Seriously, yeah. So they were very much set and, and on their way to this wonderful life when my dad felt God calling him to ministry. Um, and specifically missionary ministry, as, as weird as that might sound, to the UK of all places. You know, he had felt this burden that after a century of missionaries coming to Africa and, and preaching the gospel and, and changing communities and villages and whole cities uh, for Christ, uh, he felt that there was a time had come where God needed missionaries back to the UK to help with our own society and how much we've lost sight of God as a nation which was an amazing challenge to have. And, and, you know, I'm really proud because he did respond from a place of yes. You know, they left everything. They dropped all that they had. They had a 10-month-old baby and came to the UK to study. So he went to theology college at London Bible College, which is now London School of Theology, I think, near Watford. Only so much in savings, um, you know, really trying to figure out how to get through training and, and get into the world of work and, and start ministering. And, um, you know, they were really seeking the kingdom first. And it was amazing. God added and provided everything that they could possibly need. It was fascinating. We never struggled for a roof over our heads. Someone lent us a car. Well, I say car. Uh, I just remember the old school Skodas. 
like before Skoda got jazzed up, it was probably the one brand of car no one wanted to have. Yeah. Did you have a Skoda? <laughs> oh, the struggles. Yeah, so we had a Skoda. I mean, this thing was small. I was two, three years old, and my head was falling over the back of the seat because it like, didn't even have headrests. Um, but we did enough. It is that kind of car that you are going to school and you ask your mum to drop you off like a mile away from school. So you just walk and avoid anyone that you know. Uh, but God provided. And, and, you know, there was even a particular time where even just to pay tuition was difficult. And I remember my dad telling me the story of being invited into the principal or the dean's office and he was randomly handed an envelope. I was like, what is this? And opened it up and there was... Uh, a check, I think, for the exact amount he needed for his tuition. And he was like, where does this come from? And the dean just said, well, someone sent it in, said it was to help a student from Africa. You're probably the only student from Africa here. <laughs> so I assumed it would be for you. <laughs> but even the timing of it was just fascinating that that by seeking God first and dropping everything and making this move, God was just opening the doors and providing and, and really giving all that, that was needed. And, you know, Dad made it through. He, he made it to Church of England's selection process. He, he got ordained at St. Paul's Cathedral, which is an amazing day for all of us. And last year, honestly, never been more proud than, than seeing him uh, become Bishop of Woolwich, uh, which was an amazing moment, proudest moment I've ever had. Uh, first Nigerian to be elected a bishop in the Church of England. And, and it was all just because he had sought God first. You know, he had sought the kingdom first, and he had let God literally do the rest as much as he possibly could. I think he's actually here, just um, checking if I picked anything up from 25 years of his sermons. <laughs> Get his feedback after. Oh, and mom. Hello. Amazing. So church, I want to challenge you that whatever form of giving or generosity you feel called to by God, whatever amount, whatever the motive, you know, we're about to take up an offering as part of our vision Sunday now. I just want to encourage you to give what you can, give your best, give your first fruits uh, for the kingdom and trust that our Father in heaven will never leave you in need. Trust in his bikurim, his promise to come. Because we can never outgive God. Amen? Amen.